Greetings of the day. This lecture note is on describing national culture in the light of few illustrations that need to be linked with the PPT sent earlier on the subject matter. In almost any business these days, you are guaranteed to interact with people whose cultural background is quite different from your own. In a global organization, you may have colleagues who come from a different country. You may partner with organizations whose employees come from another part of the country. There may also be cultural differences between you and some of the customers and clients you serve. You may be tempted to follow the golden rule and treat everyone exactly the way you would want to be treated. But that's not the most effective way to navigate cultural differences. You want to accord people the same respect you expect from them, but how you interact with them will depend a lot on their expectations about what particular interactions should look like. This is why it's helpful to know what specific cultural differences are. It can be difficult to spot these cultural differences, though because you are often unaware of your own cultural assumptions. A primary purpose of culture is to provide you with an orientation for understanding and navigating the world because human beings are pre-programmed by evolution with very little specific knowledge about how to survive and succeed. Thus, the assumptions you make about the world based on your culture from your ability to evaluate everything you encounter. Geert Hofstede, a Dutch social psychologist, conducted one of the most comprehensive studies covering 99 countries of how values in the workplace are influenced by culture. In his books, Cultures and Organizations and Software of the Mind, he defines culture as the collective programming of the mind distinguishing the members of one group of people from others. His model of national culture, which originally consisted of four dimensions, was further researched into two more dim dimensions that are added later. Now, the model of national culture consists of six dimensions, which is power distance, individualism, masculinity, uncertainty, avoidance, long-term orientation, and indulgence. Please refer the website clearly cultural that gives index measures on the cultural dimensions for all these dimensions, which is of many countries in the world. There's an interesting post on how cross-cultural differences between makers of airplanes, Boeing and Airbus, located in small power distance countries, and pilots from South Korea, which is a large power distance country, caused series of dangerous situations and accidents in the late 90s. Planes produced by Airbus and Boeing are supposed to be flown by two pilots without a significant power distance between them, where one pilot corrects the other when necessary. As a result of the large power distance between pilots working for South Korean airlines, more than once, the co-pilot would not correct mistakes made by the other pilot. A 
applying Hofstede's cultural dimensions to compare US with India, one finds significant differences in the scores on three dimensions. In power dis distance, the US measures 40 to India's 77. In individ individualism, the US scores 91 while India 48. And in indulgence, the US has 68 with India 26. What does this mean? As you may note in the presentation sent earlier, a high score of power distance indicates that society is hierarchical and there is unequal distribution of power. Family patriarchs rule till their death, a common practice accepted in India. The job of a typical head is of preserving values, traditions and the family name of the business. A high score in individualism indicates a society of individuals who think in terms of I, me, and myself. People lack interpersonal connection and value personal freedom and privacy. On the other hand, a low score on individualism, as in India, indicates that there is strong group cohesion. There exists a large amount of loyalty and respect for members of the group. Research indicates that people in India show respect for age and would not mind suppressing feelings to walk in harmony. A low score in indulgence indicates a restrained behavior. Let me read the story of one of the corporate trainers in soft skills and innovation, which I found on the internet. It goes like this in his own words. 16 years ago, when I came from Iran to Australia, I was very apprehensive to work with people from different cultural background. I was about to work with a boss with completely different cultural values and norms to myself. I was very nervous. I once had a client from a high power distance culture, a culture that stresses a great deal of obedience to those in authority or in power. An example of this style of culture would be where workers leave it to their managers to decide about their promotion at work. My client was disappointed in not being promoted at work despite working hard in her role. When I asked her if she had talked to her manager about the promotion, she replied, I have been promoted several times throughout my career, but I've never asked for a promotion. It's been up to my manager to decide when I should be promoted. I explained to her that Australian culture is a low power distance culture. Hierarchy in Australian organizations is established for convenience. Employees can openly talk to their managers about work-related issues. I suggested to her to do so and advised that she talk to her manager about a promotion the next time they met. Another client that I had was from a high-context culture. Dialogue in such a culture begins with an introduction or side information, which sends an implicit message before reaching the core topic to be discussed. Simply put, meanings emerge from situations. The client was wondering why he had not been able to keep the attention of his manager when he was speaking. 
for the initial few minutes the manager listened to my client but then he started to scratch his head and eventually put his pencil down such behavior made my client upset to rectify this problem i asked my client to speak to his managers and others in a low context way i explained to him that australia is a low context culture where information is transmitted through direct and explicit verbal messages without the need for interpretation by the receiver i asked him to focus directly on the most worthwhile points in his speech and avoid presenting too much background information he followed the suggestions and found them useful in making himself heard i also had a client from a direct communication culture where the direct communication of negative information or direct rejection of a proposal is not perceived impolite my client was disappointed that her manager had refused a couple of her business proposals even after she revised them to the expectation of the manager with each revision being for a different reason she wasn't disappointed about the rejections themselves as she knew that not every proposal is approved at work she was disappointed about the reasons given as to why her proposals were rejected for example complicated expensive and in general i then asked my client if her manager have had ever rejected any other proposal for example an invitation to social gathering in an explicit way she thought for a minute and then replied no my manager always uses implied language to reject a proposal he has never rejected any proposal explicitly he then explained to her that the manager was likely to be from a culture that perceives direct rejection of proposals as a rude behavior i suggested to her that she talk respectfully to her manager about the communication issue since she had talked to her manager my client has not received any implicit rejections of her business proposals later another client of mine came from a long term orientation culture individuals from this culture tend to be concerned more about long term benefits valuing long term organizational commitment in their career my client wished to study masters degree part time a course that would take 4 years to complete she approached her manager and asked if the organization could provide any support to her for the proposed study like for example study leave or payment of study fee etc she described to the manager the long term benefits that she would offer to the organization if she obtained the qualifications of the degree however the manager did not support for that course instead the manager offered my client some assistance towards completing an intensive short course in another field the proposed short course was not aligned with the career goals of my client but would be of benefit to the organization in completing a currently ongoing project i explained to the client that perhaps her manager was from a short term orientation culture where immediate results were more important than long term benefits i suggested to the client that she would continue her dialogue with the manager about the study 
and at the same time seek out those career development plans that would benefit both her and the organization clearly as exemplified above cultural differences between you and other employees can cause miscommunication however these differences should not be the first things that you look at when experiencing miscommunication when you are certain that the cultural differences have caused the issue try to resolve them with effective communication in the last part of this lecture note i will read out the summary of an article on working across cultures from harvard business review to identify the cultural differences first and foremost element to be considered is learn if you know that you are going to a specific region of the world then it is worth doing your research about that area ahead of time even little things can be helpful for example before going to bulgaria for the first time someone told me that bulgarians typically shake their head to mean yes rather than nodding as they do in the us this information was valuable when having conversations with people so i didn't assume people were disagreeing with me when in fact they were agreeing for example american and western european cultures tend to be individualist meaning that they tend to value the action and freedom of individuals east asian cultures tend to be collectivist meaning that they value the needs of the group over the needs of the individuals american culture tends to be very flat meaning that there is not a rigid status hierarchy while japanese culture is much more hierarchical and so the relative status of everyone in the room determines the way people interact with each other knowing about these dimensions can help you to notice behaviors that might otherwise be invisible to you when working with people from other cultures the second key aspect is listen when dealing with people from other cultures pay careful attention to the failures of your predictions if the people you are working with are normally affable and they treat you frostily at the start of a meeting that's a sign that something has gone wrong similarly if you expect that a proposal will be met with excitement and the reaction is more tepid that's something you need to follow up on for example you might ask whether anyone has any questions while the people you are dealing with are uncomfortable asking questions in a public setup in this case they will keep quiet out of respect not because they don't have any questions and because you come from a culture where asking questions is inappropriate you may misinterpret their silence you haven't given them an opportunity to do something that would surprise you rather than ending an interaction with do you have any questions you can say many people new to projects like this this one have a number of questions what are some of the issues you want to know about now you are explicitly given permission to ask a question and making it clear that asking questions is the norm you expect the third and the last dimension is ask it's generally difficult to know what someone else wants even when you know them well 
this problem is compounded when the people you are working with look at things through a different cultural lens at the start of a new relationship with individuals or groups from another culture let everyone know that you want things to go smoothly and that you know that cultural differences can cause some unintended slights assure them that you will not be offended if they point out any other way to handle a discussion you can start a meeting or conversation by saying my intention here is to gather input from you so that i can make a decision try to find an ally in a group you are working with who can let you know when you may have said something that elicited a different interaction that you intended these are the three key important things according to harvard business review article that you need to remember which is learn listen and ask when you are working with people who belong to different cultures folks that's all i have for today hope you listened it listen to it prudently have a good day